Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. everybody believe it or not Yay! the band is back together again i'm in my dining <laughs> Love room that we were trying to figure how long it had been since we had actually been in the same place and it's almost two months yes before, before thanksgiving yes so we appreciate all of you who have listened as we've tried to adapt <laughs> to, to the craziness over the holidays and had to use a few reruns but you know i say had to use I need to hear the same truth over and over and Me over again. Me too. I'm telling you, this last one, The God Who Sees, mm-hmm. I needed to hear that again. Yes. I don't always remember what we say. Oh, I know. And so- <laughs> We almost God- never remember what we say. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not always good at wanting to listen to myself, yeah. but I'm telling you, I needed to hear it's it again. timely. Yes. I mean, God's word, it doesn't have to be brand new. It, it's always alive and real and yes. in the moment. Yes, So we're ready we're to ready. tackle some new stuff, right? New year, new stuff. Even though we're halfway into January. <laughs> We're here, (laughs) dog on it. So we're going to talk about, as we enter this new year, how God is always able to just appear suddenly into our lives and do amazing things. And we never need to get to the point where we feel like, oh, nothing's going to happen. 2023 is going to be just like 2022. Yes. Uh, That kind of mindset. Because new year, new opportunities, new possibilities, that. So I wanted to start out by talking about Charlie Brown. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> I do not know what made me think of this, but when, when I started thinking about the subject that we're talking about, I thought about Charlie Brown and all the times, the comic strip and even in some of the, the cartoons, yes. how there was the same scene where Charlie wants to kick the football. Yes, it is. And Lucy's holding the ball. <laughs> And snatches it away at the last minute. Well, so I Googled it. Just, oh, you did? I did. I just thought... Of why they put a, it in there? Yeah, why it was in there. And I, I found out that f- for 50 years, every fall, there was a comic strip that included that scene. Yes. Um, it said, except for maybe once or twice, and there were specific reasons. One time, she held the ball, and then he missed it. Oh, but <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't either. You yeah. Can, yeah, learn a lot about Charlie Brown if you <laughs> Google him. But you can tell the thing about it was that Charlie had become so cynical. He knew what she was going to do. Yeah. And yet, every time, he would try. He, he would, would think that maybe this time should hold it? Yeah. Yes. Th- this is the time that <laughs> I'm going to kick the football. And I was thinking about how we can get so much like Charlie, Mm. where we're looking at hard situations or opportunities or just things in our life and think, this isn't going to work. This is always disappointed me. It's always frustrated me. This is just going to be like all the other times. My marriage will never change. My kids will never change. Whatever it is. And we want it to be different. We really do want it to be different. But deep down, we just feel like that football is going to be snatched away at the last second. And our hope can turn to disappointment when we fall flat on our rear end, like Charlie. Then that disappointment can turn into just frustration, which can turn to doubt, which can turn to a cynicism. And you see that cynicism in Charlie Brown, like, (laughs) I know I'm going to I'm never going to do that. Yeah, it's never going to work. Yeah. And then once you hit that point of cynicism, that can lead to that root of bitterness that this scripture talks about and 
All kinds of bad stuff. Yes. So really learning how to maintain our hope and maintain our expectancy, really, yes. for God to show up is huge. Yeah, you're right. And it's yeah. a hard work. It's a very hard work. <laughs> it's a hard work to stay. I always call it staying above the fray mm-hmm. because those things you just talked about, disappointment, all those things, it could put you in a emotional wreck, a spiritual heaviness. But if you want to be above the fray, you're going to have to turn those words around that are coming at you. Yeah. We've talked about that many times at times. The conversation has to now take another level higher and go to just Christ yeah. and say, look, I know that you're faithful. And I, I'm at that place right now. I was telling Marianne before we got on here, my quiet time is just changing because I feel like I want to come to him for everything. I'm so used to making my own decisions what to do and mm-hmm. hey, should I buy this? Should I not buy this? Should I? I never think twice about what restaurant I'm going to go to. I'm just that kind of thing. But I think that what you're saying there is when we get so down, we have to learn to go above the fray. Yes. And when you mentioned the conversation has to change, it's the conversation in our own head. In our head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It has to change. A scripture that I based this whole thing on was Isaiah 43, which is a, a great New Year's passage, verses 18 and 19. And it says, Do not call to mind the former things or consider things of the past. Behold, I am going to do something new. Now it will spring up. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. So good. Because there's a way. He is making a way. I am not a prophetess. This is not a Sometimes kind of you are. Well, sometimes I am. But but this is not a thus says the Lord. Yeah. I just think that this coming year just feels like we're going to be surprised at how much God reveals himself Mm. to our situations. Amen. I do. I just do. Look, just because the year changed didn't mean our circumstances (laughs) that, you know, we're still all walking into a new year with things that we still want changed and all that kind of stuff. We have a choice. We can be down about it and say, ah, here we go. Another year It's not going to change. We can do all that we're just Mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. Or we can say, okay, I'm going to take one step at a time. You know, even though I cannot see, and even if I may still cry about it, I'm going to say, Lord, I trust you. I just trust you. Well, that the passage that I just read in Isaiah, I it love says, that passage. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers mm-hmm. in the desert. Well, right there, it's assuming that you are in the wilderness oh, yes. and you are in the desert. Right. That's where the roadway is going to be made. That's where the river is going to appear. That's, that's Nobody right. wants to be there. No, correct. <laughs> but it is our life. This is life. You know, when everybody wants everything to be so kosher and good, you know, we do have times, obviously, of joy and things like, ah, oh, it's just peaceful right now. Mm-hmm. But we all know that every speaker says it. If you're not in a situation <laughs> yeah, now, you're, you're going to be, and, you know, if you're in one of those people that's on, on, on top of the game right now, well, hold on because, because <laughs> that's life, you know, it just yeah. is life. So I think what, what we're going to do, and I'm so excited to getting into this, this topic, because there's so much good that's, that we're going to share. But I do believe that when we go through those hard times, there's got to come a place in the wilderness that he wants to show us 
I got an answer for you in this. Yeah. And I'm going to give you pieces of it. And we may not recognize the pieces all the time, you know, because, well, okay, that's nice you did that, but I need you to do this. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> yeah. So I think it's just kind of just seeing the, the pieces are coming together. Yeah. And I think that's what the reveal can easily be this year. Of well, and what you just described was exactly the picture of when he took the Israelites from Egypt to the promised land. Oh, they were constantly go. saying, but we don't want it to be like this. <laughs> we want more water. We want meat. <laughs> yeah. The expect is that we trust God's character and mm-hmm. we don't always know what that roadway in the wilderness is going to yes. look like or what that river in the desert yes. is going to look like. Because sometimes he makes a river in the desert and we're like, well, that's too cold. Oh, you know, can't yeah. you turn the temperature up a little bit? <laughs> Can uh, we yeah. go another way? Yeah. I don't yeah. like this river. I yeah. wanted a different river. Yeah. <laughs> so part of it is just, I think, trusting God's goodness. And I was just talking to Lynn before we started this about how God has been so impressing me with the fact that I think because of Job's story, when you realize mm. that God put the hedge of protection down on Job, yeah. he, he put limits on Satan, but all that stuff that happened to Job that was mm. so horrible back to back, that is really what Satan would like to do to us every single day of our lives. Correct. The fact that those things largely aren't happening to us yes. altogether, boom, 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 boom. Right shows me that God protects me from so many things Mm -hmm. and the things that he has let through to touch me that are difficult. It's because he sees a bigger picture and a way to redeem and use those things. Yeah. I I read in my devotions today, he's not a vindictive God at all. Yeah. He doesn't do things so that we, Oh, I'm going to get her because I'm right. It's nothing like that. And sometimes we think that obviously I've cried about it. Obviously I've had friends call me crying about is God mad at me, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm going through Mm -hmm. this. So a lot of times we think that he's mad and I I'm very guilty of that. But I think what, as I'm learning and walking through the season that I'm even in, I see my faith is growing. He's looking for those who can stand in the faith because if things are going to get really dark, as we're already seeing they're dark in many, many areas, who's going to stand alongside the person who is crying Mm -hmm. and says, I think God is so mad at me and that's why this isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the person who can say he's not mad, right? I've been there, but that's not the truth. The truth is he's trying to get you up on your feet and let you truly believe his character that he's a good and faithful God, no matter what it looks like. This epiphany I had about, well, what would my life really look like if God weren't protecting me? Oh, mm-hmm. That has helped me a lot mm-hmm. because I tend to just obsess over the few things that aren't going well. Yes, correct. And then I get mad at God mm-hmm. or I get the Charlie Brown syndrome where I get cynical, like, yes. Never going to change. You know, I've tried you know. so often. And, yeah. yeah. And, and where are you, God? Yes. You know, why haven't you answered these prayers? So it helps me to focus on the fact that I don't have all the Job things happening to me at one time. Right, right, and, right. and when you know who your enemy is and what he would really like to do to you, you realize how your father is taking care right. of you. And I think we're not talking, this just came to me, we're not actually talking about the situations that are so overwhelming. That something has happened. Oh, yeah, tragedies. Um, the, yeah, the tragedies. This is the everyday living that we're talking about. And how, if we're going to do a new year, if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change. So if you don't change with the way we think, then it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly talking bad about yourself and down about yourself, then nothing's going to change in that situation. You're going to always be saying how awful you are and mm-hmm. how things are never going to work out. And what we're trying to say is there's another way. There's another way in the wilderness. We have to take Christ at his word. 
Marianne and I are talking to yeah. you out of our own, uh, yeah, our own situations yeah. and circumstances. But I think that what I, I want to say is that we either let him come along and we bring him along and we don't allow ourselves to be so downtrodden if things aren't moving fast enough, which I'm very guilty of. Mm. Like, I feel like, shoo, talk about the, the turtle in the hair. I'm like, <laughs> let's go, let's go. And he's like, no, we're going to take our time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just to get out the dross in our lives. Mm-hmm. So when we do come to that place and when we have no clue, life is happening so fast. Yeah. Situations, things in the country are happening so fast in Christianity, so fast that if you want to be the person that comes alongside somebody, well, he's going to want you to have a major substance of faith. Mm-hmm. To say, I've been there. I know God. I know his character. Yeah. He's not going to forsake you. Yeah. And like you said, he wants to build our character and he's not some kind of a, a waiter or a concierge that we can just order him around and, oh, you know, I know. want this now and yeah. uh, deliver this, you know, like Amazon Prime yes. in one or two days. How would our character be if every prayer we prayed were just answered like, boom? Yes. I mean, it seems great on our end, but our lives would be basically a disaster. Well, a very good friend of mine just said recently, and I'm not going to be able to quote it completely, but we were talking about almost the same thing. She says, stop telling God what to do (laughs) and how you think you should have it done and start letting him do it the way he's already planned it. Did you womp her up the side of her head? I was like... I said, I needed to hear that so bad. People are the wounds of a friend. Yeah, because we keep wanting to say, I'm going to do this, and this is how God's going to do it, and he's not doing it like that. And then we get mad at him. And he's like, excuse me, can I just say (laughs) right now that The Chosen, I was telling Marianne, I just marathoned season (laughs) one, and I'm so overwhelmed at how they're presenting the character of Mm -hmm. Christ. It's very believable. Yeah. And likable. And very likable. Approachable. Yes. And he had to be that way for sinners to want to be with him. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's, it's allowing me to see he is for us. That's where I feel like we're at with this whole topic. Yeah. And so what we're going to talk about are, I think. Yes, we are. That's what I, I, mean, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to talk about some stories that yes. a lot of which we've already talked about on our podcast before, mm-hmm. but we're going to focus on how these people were just doing life mm-hmm. and God just showed up yes. in amazing ways. I know we talked about it some before Christmas when we were talking about Elizabeth and Zechariah. And we may mention them again anyway, and Mary and different Christmas characters, but we're going to expand it out. The tricky part of this to me is living with this sense of expectancy that God could just show up at any time. Yes, it's, He could send yes. the angel Gabriel right here yes. if he wanted to and yes. had some big announcement for us. But it's not the normal thing. Yes. But it, it's possible. Yes. Oh, Can so- I share a story real quick? Please. With yeah. this? On my Christmas break, and I have been asking the Lord so much for a fresh anointing. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, I just really am desiring a fresh anointing from you to, to start the new year. So I go to a church in Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh with 22 below zero mm-hmm. weather for two days. And yep. so I thought, this is why I left. Exactly. And then anyway, so I go to the church and one of my former students is the pastor. Oh. Okay. His name's Jason. And I remember him in high school mm-hmm. and he loved the Lord then. And the Lord has given him a huge job. 
mm-hmm. as this pastor of a very nice sized church with, I think, three or four campuses around Pittsburgh oh, wow. and one on a college campus. So anyway, so one, what he was talking about the new year and he was talking about a, a lot of things of the heart of God. And then he was allowing anybody that wanted to come forward to be anointed with oil uh-huh. to come forward for a fresh anointing. Okay. So a lot of people went forward. I would suspect a couple hundred and I was one of the first ones. He was one of the people that was praying for people. And then he had a couple other people. I went up to one woman. She prayed. It was wonderful. I just sensed the peace of God. And I went back to my seat. And then they're still worshiping and all that. We're getting towards the end. He closed the service. There were more people still in line. And I felt the Lord tell me to go over to him Mm -hmm. and ask him to anoint me. So I go over to his line. There's not as many people in the, in the auditorium. And I say to the gentleman who's directing people, I said, I, I need to talk to Jason. I, I said, I, I'd rather be in Jason's line. He goes, that's fine. I said, I'm a former teacher. He, he said, talk about a full circle. And I said, yes, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. So Jay sees, Jason sees, I call him Jay. He sees me and he's all excited and he goes, Miss Bodden. And he looks at me with the most incredible look on his face. He goes, how can I pray for you? And so I start to cry and I begin to tell him what I'm kind of walking through and all that. He spent almost seven minutes or so praying for me. I cannot tell you the anointing that fell upon my life, what I sensed of the Lord. And it was just because I needed it. I've been asking God forever and ever, and I've gone up to other people for prayer, Uh but it changed when it came through this time using Jason. There's so many cool things about that on so many levels, just that you're reaping a harvest from what you sowed into his life. He graduated in 1999. So it's been a lot of years. I mean, it would have been cool no matter who he was, No, but the fact that you Mm -hmm. poured so much into your students and now they're ministering to you is, yes, I know. I love it. I know. So all I'm (laughs) saying is I've been waiting for that anointing and it came And I wrote down on my phone before Mm -hmm. I even went into church that day, Lord, I'm looking for a full anointing. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I know I've asked you before, but I really ask you, I I just want so much to move ahead with your strength and with you, with the Holy Spirit. That hits me because in in thinking about these different Bible characters (laughs) that I listed, and and I don't know which ones Luann has, she doesn't know which ones I have, but some of them weren't really seeking after no, no, he just came. He just came into oh, their yes. lives out of Correct. nowhere. Yes. And I love that. But yes. then sometimes there are situations where the people pressed in yes. to seek after him. Yes. And then they had this supernatural encounter with That's him. Right. Like you're saying, yes. sometimes it'll involve obedient steps. You had to get up and go to that church. Yes. You had to discern that's where you're supposed to go that week because Mm -hmm. sometimes you go to your old home church. Yes. Correct. Correct. So there are pieces of it that sometimes we have to put ourselves in a position. Yes. To have those kind of experiences. That's exactly right. Yeah. Other times God just Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I'm ready for one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I think. I don't know. Gabriel. I had one of those. I've had one of those. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. So go yeah. ahead. So, all right. Do you want to talk about... I think we should jump into the people. Okay. All right. So we don't have a whole lot of time left in this episode, but... Oh, we don't. I know. It goes fast, but we're going to... Let's gonna... just do one. Okay. We'll do one and it, then we'll, in the, the following yes. episodes, we'll This is what more. I couldn't wait to do. Okay. Well, why don't you start then? Start why don't you these... tell me who was like at the top of your list? At, literally at the top of the list was the woman at the well. Okay. See, I didn't even have her. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, sweet. But You know, it's so funny. Can I just say this? When we had to do this topic, and this is what I was literally doing. I have my Bible in my hand for those of you who cannot see. 
and I'm just which kind is of everybody. flipping through it, which is everybody. Yeah. But I'm just kind of flipping through and I'm I'm seeing titles the of chapter chapters mm-hmm. and I can tell you people in those chapters. You're right. It's everywhere. It's everybody. It's uh-huh. so many people. When you think about it, I'm telling you guys listening, when we get done with this, I feel like you're going to be so encouraged. You're not going to know what to do with yourself <laughs> because there are people left and right in scripture where God shows up okay. at times they didn't expect and it answers. And I have a word for those of you who may be thinking right now, yeah, but he never does that for me. Oh, no, he does. <laughs> you that, know, I've been that person and that I've says, been that person. well, I'm happy for everybody else that that happens to you, but it never happens to me. No, no. And this is what I feel like I was going to say something yesterday. I talk out loud to myself and <laughs> I was going to just say something I knew the Lord felt him say, no, keep your mouth shut. Don't say it out loud. Don't do it. So that's what we're teaching everybody not to do. Don't do it. Don't say it out loud. It's not going to happen to me. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Say, you know what, Lord, that could easily be me. That could be me. Right. We could be in this Bible. We just didn't happen to live in those days. Everybody that buys a lottery ticket thinks, well, it could be me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the same people might say, yeah, but God will never show up in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. I'm going to do a lottery ticket today. No, see. Um, (laughs) All right. Let's go. Woman at the well. Woman at the well is taken from John 4, 7. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about the story, here she is. We know that she's been married five times. We know the man that she's been with. She goes to the well. Jesus, oh, this is so good. Jesus tells his disciples, mm-hmm. you guys go into town, meet me back here at this well. And it was a weird time. It, yeah, it was people, later in the day. Like people don't usually go at, at the that time. time. He goes there, he's waiting. So he goes up to the well, there's nobody there. And the woman comes up, she sees the Lord there. He asks her for a drink. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't have anything to get your drink from or whatever. He met her there. She had no idea that he was going to be there. And he starts telling her about herself. So he starts bringing up the fact that where's your husband? I don't have, well, no, you don't, you know, you've had five husbands Mm -hmm. and all that. She never in her wildest dreams would have thought that she was going to go face to face with the God of the universe. Mm -mm. Never. She's downcast. Let's figure out what she's feeling already before she even gets there. Why is she coming there when nobody's around? Because nobody wants anything to do with her. So she's already known as an outcast. So there's betrayal, there's outcast, there is shame, a shame unloved, mm-hmm. all those things that she's feeling. Guilt. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's is all these things that she's walking through. So she's saying to herself, I'll never know the savior of the world. He will never accept me yeah. because of all that I have done. There is no way he will ever love me. There's no way I will be accepted. Look, people don't accept me, let alone the God that we're waiting for. On our shoulders in those days, they're carrying the big jars. So that weight is on her, let alone the weight that she's feeling about her life. And Jesus shows up and loves on her and tells her all that she's done, but that she could have living water, which was himself. And it so radically changed her it, that she went and told everybody else in town. Couldn't wait to tell anybody else in town. The, the woman who couldn't even go to the well when mm-hmm. other people were there yes. suddenly was so changed that she could just go start telling people, "Hey, you need to go talk to this guy." And how about those people? Then she's coming freaking out and saying, "He told me the prophet. He told me everything about myself. Yeah. It's him. It's him." Mm-hmm. And knowing that he loves her, he did not ridicule her about me married five times. And the man she was living with now was not her husband. He said, you know, I want water, but this is Jacob's well, but the water I'm going to offer you is living water and you'll never thirst again. Ah, oh, I just think 
it changed her life. Yeah, and he he identified how thirsty she was. Her lifestyle proved that she was yes. looking for something to yes. satisfy her. To fulfill and, and her. And had been empty. Yes. Em- empty, empty wells. Yes. Yeah. No matter what she was doing, she was finding all emptiness. Well, in her case, and really with all these different people that I thought of too in scripture, how different were they when they went to bed that day than they were oh. when they got up that morning? Oh. <laughs> I mean, she was just doing what she probably did every day. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. We don't hear about her anymore. No, after that. You mean in the Bible? Yes. So, you know, there's so many more stories with that. In heaven, maybe we'll get to see some of how that all played out. What was she like after that? Yeah. Did she ever get married? Did she walk away from that relationship saying, I don't need this? Yeah. Or did he come? I have the living water. Or did he come along saying, whoa, what happened here? And how many people came to the Lord because of her? Right. So the Lord can change an instant situation. Just when we're doing the next thing. Yes. It doesn't always have to be that we are going to some kind of big meeting or or even church or anything. It can just be doing life. She was doing her daily life and and her heart was broken. And her heart was broken. And he shows up in the midst of it. Yeah. And I'm sure in all of his tenderness and all of his compassion and just told her, you know, we worshiped here. Yeah, we worshiped here, Bo. You can worship in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. That's like so. Yeah. And he didn't tippy toe around the hard issue. No, correct. There. Correct. He didn't just gloss over it because there's no healing unless he really exposes Very the good. lies we're believing. That's and right. About ourselves. Yeah. Yes. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. There was a presence about him and he knew her heart. So. Yeah. He could speak that kind of hard truth. He could tell her the truth. He could tell her, yes. Yes, because that's healing is found in that. Some people wouldn't accept it from him, obviously, like the rich young ruler and different examples, but the Pharisees. But she did. Yes. Yeah. All right. And you don't know how many lives she changed. So never think that just because your life seems boring or routine or you're just going about raising kids or all the different mundane things, going Mm -hmm. to your job every day, that God can't just intersect you right there. Yes. And take you above the fray. Well, come back next week. We are just just getting started. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.